I think the natural inclination is to commiserate. But yeah. we might not actually be able to Mm-mm. understand what they're going through because we may not have experienced something like that. And then we come up with something that like, I don't know, maybe we heard it at church or whatever. And that's, you know, it sounds like it could be helpful, but actually it's minimizing what they're going through. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Oh, and stick around to the very end because we got some outtakes. That's been happening. There's always outtakes, um, <laughs> and the team does collect them for bloopers on the YouTube, but uh, we're adding them into the end of the pod because you know what? You need to know that we are not perfect. You're not perfect. And we're perfect, enjoying the process. And we are enjoying that. So have a good laugh on our behalf. Love you. <laughs> Welcome back to the Be It Till You See interview recap where my co-host in life, Brad, and I are going to dig into the life-altering convo I had with Krista St. Germain in our last episode. If you haven't yet listened to the interview, feel free to pause us now. Go back and listen to that one and then come back and join us. Going to be honest, uh, grab your Kleenex, grab your tissue. Yeah. Uh, it was, I shout out to Belle. I did not actually give the team any forewarning on the episode. and I know. Uh, Belle and Kevin produce our show. I know. And it's just it's I I don't want to give too much away, but this is a, a this is an episode on grief. And yeah. um and so, you know, what I'm so grateful of as soon as I did this interview with Krista, um I really made a point to be more conscious of how I handled people who were grieving and um in a way, not that I wasn't making consciousness before, but I would always be aware of like how I didn't know what to say and I didn't want to fuck it up. Well, I, I mean, the thing, you came to me right after the interview and you were like, don't ask, you know, don't say like anything I can do to help. Yeah. Just tell me. Don't, just you do know? stuff. And, and I was like, <laughs> I don't really understand what we're talking about here. <laughs> I just came in and I was like, don't say that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> don't just say I'll do whatever you need just let me know if you need anything yeah yeah don't that's what it was let me again. know if you need anything don't and I was like again. okay well what <laughs> happened was literally the day after I did this interview one of our agency members lost their father uh, right. and then the week before one of our agency members niece had a shocking like a very non-expected um, passing and I was like okay everyone suggestive resources Chris is St. Germain's entire podcast and catalog uh, this is not a place where we do grief this is a business coaching group but clearly with people grieving we're not going to right. apologize we're not going to say I'm here if you need anything they need a lot of shit they don't have time to tell you so here you go they don't even know what they need <laughs> they don't even know what they need yeah. anyways we're going ahead of this up we are we're, ju- we're skipping and jumping through like, this life altering so convo and um we have more grief coming up uh, on the podcast because... So get ready. <laughs> get ready. More grief coming your way. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe today. And then and then we'll have more more information on grief. And we're going to make you cry even more. And, but don't worry. It's going to be okay. <laughs> oh, man. 
That is funny. You gotta laugh at this shit. Okay. All right, before we get started. Today is International Rock Day. Yeah. And it's not about rock music. It's about rocks. Like the things <laughs> Actual on, rocks. Actual rocks. And <laughs> so go kiss a rock today. Well, I just want to say, like, shout out to all my millennial friends who have had a pet rock. And to any of you who enjoy, like, seeing a rock, Brad has a friend who, like, literally collects rocks from like very famous places he does and he collects we, rocks from around the world in our living room we have many many of these random rocks now because of him i think it was intentioned was to give it to him there is a rock from alcatraz in the living room yeah. right now sorry, don't tell alcatraz sorry, sorry michael <laughs> <laughs> never, never pass that one along yeah. anyways <laughs> um actually i think that uh, as, fu- as funny as the pet rock concept is um, I bet y'all out there have your own pet rocks, crystals. I, that's what I was wondering. Are my crystals rocks? And so I'm unsure. It's unclear. Brad's Googling as we speak. Okay. So technically a crystal is just a mineral that is not part of an aggregated solid like a rock, but instead it stands on its own. Okay. So, so maybe not, a crystal isn't a rock. It's not, it's not International Crystal Day. We'll figure out when that day is. Uh, at any rate... There are some beautiful rocks out there. Some are very smooth. There are some, some are very jagged. Rocks. Some of them yeah. you can climb. And, and if you like you cactuses, can... there are cactuses that look like rocks. Which ones? The stone cactus. Oh, well, yes. I think I recall that. Yeah, and it looks so cool. Y'all, right now, Google stone cactus. Trust me, they're cool looking. I really think he thinks you're all Googling They're that, so, so colorful. Let us know if you do. Colorful. All right. Okay. Well, wonderful. That's amazing. Thanks, babe. Uh, we also just <laughs> wrapped up our first virtual summer camp. So an OPC, uh, in the past, we've done like one every other month or one a quarter where we do a workshop or a workout, and it's just one. And the reality is, is there's actually only 52 weekends a year, and then you add all the holidays from around the world, and you're down to like 10. And the reality <laughs> is, is like... It's just too complicated. Just subtract 42. Yeah. So we decided to take all of our amazing teachers and our contributors and just like zoom it up with some amazing workshops and workouts. Each of our teachers had their own individual one. And then we did a team one on the teaser and it was freaking phenomenal. And those of you who bought it, whether you came or not, your replays are in your dashboard. So happy pilates in. And if you liked it and there's other topics you want, let us know. We will add it to next uh the next camp we do, um, but this was really fun because everybody got to do one at one big shebang, and now people have access to them all the time. Yeah, and if you want to get on the wait list for when the next one may be, go to opc.me slash event. Thanks, babe. Yeah. And now we are about to leave for the UK. We're headed out there. It's We're true. going. We can't wait. It's actually going to be amazing. In fact, I don't even know if there are spots left, but you're welcome to check at opc.me slash UK. But we are going to be in Leeds. We're leaving my dad in Dundee, Scotland. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed that he is there when we get there. Uh, <laughs> when we I'm get sh- back. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he will be. He's going to be just fine. He's so excited about it. Oh, he's going to talk he, to Scott. He's been talking about it for weeks. I know. Yeah. I know. He's very, He's very... already busted out his Scottish accent. Oh, yes. And I think he's getting his kilt lined. Oh. Um. Yep. So he might be in that. It's unclear. Anyways, he's... <laughs> Ready to go, uh, and we're going to do Scotland with him and uh, leave him there while we go to Leeds uh, and teach some workshops and then pick him back up, and then we'll do some more touristy stuff. We're not going to see Stonehenge, speaking of rocks. Uh, uh, that's this, that's it's, true. It seems to be a little out of the way. Yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, unclear if it's, like, necessary 
to like make the adventure. So we'll do it another time if it is. Uh, you let us know. Yeah. Next month, we are on the first ever West Coast tour. You guys, uh, at the time of recording this, we literally announced it 48 hours ago. And holy freaking moly. Yeah. You, West Coast, way to like say hey west coast best coast like no offense to our winter tour people but we're making it a contest y'all shit the amount of tickets that are already sold <laughs> it's okay we're coming <laughs> yeah it's gonna be good we're coming it's happening we're so excited to see you bringing the flashcards and also on this tour we're doing workshops so we have lots of workshops so those of you who do want CECs um or you want to understand the FAS or some other things we're doing some lots of workshops yeah lots of workshops on this yeah one. So yep. and we can see my mom shout out to my mom and uh, and a bunch of our favorite people on this planet with Elevate and Agency and yeah. ABC. So if you're interested in figuring out where we're going to be, um, we are leaving on August 6th. We're going to be back on the 21st, roughly. Um, and somewhere in the middle of there, we're going south towards um, uh, Southern California, then Central, Northern, and then up through guys, Oregon, uh, Washington. We made sure to pick all of the hot cities. We're talking all of them. Long Beach, Redlands, Bakersfield. Hanford. Bakersfield? Uh, yeah, Bakersfield. Field. Bakersfield? Bakersfield? Yeah, yeah. Bakersfield. Bakersfield. Modesto. Modesto. Uh, Fairfield. Fairfield. Yeah, Fairfield. Fairfield. Yeah, Fairfield. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, just go to opc.me slash tour. Seattle. Seattle's probably the one that I think yeah, every Bend, person Oregon, listening to has we heard. We may do one in Portland still. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. But like, but I mean, like, I just want to shout out to all these other cities because you know what? You guys always travel to the big cities to, yeah. to get someone to see you. And we're coming to you. Heck yeah. So it's, it's going to be awesome. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a, a crazy whirlwind for us. I'm, I can't wait. Yeah, All right. driving. Next we got September, Poland. Um, go to uh, ContrologyPilatesConference.com. Anyways. October, Cambodia. Oh. Uh, Y'all have heard us talk about this a thousand times. Go to lesselogan.co slash retreat. Join oh us. There goodness. are still tickets. There's we, still room. Just a few. And also we got to talk to a couple of our retreaters last week. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm yeah. seeing you. I saw, a I saw Ainsley. And I'm like, I've seen you in July and in October. Yeah. Oh my God. We just saw and Jenny, Jenny coming from so Australia. Excited. Yes. Okay. Um, we have people coming from all over the world. It's going to be amazing. It's like really the best time to buy the flights now anyway. So you haven't just, you haven't procrastinated enough. You can still come. Yeah, it's true. All right. It is true. Instead of an audience question, um, in case you didn't understand what was happening on your Friday downloads of the podcast, the FYF situation is we share wins. And I thought it would be fun for you, those of you who may be skipping the FYFs, to feel what it's like to be like yeah. to be inspired by wins. Because you know who you are. Yeah, you're the yeah. people we who like... We know who you are. We know... You know who you are? <laughs> you're the person where I'm like, ooh, what, what's, what's great going on right now? Oh, it's just been a really hard day. Yeah, we don't, we don't actually know who you are. But. What's the great thing happening right now? Well, actually, to be honest, like negative nasty. So here's the thing. <laughs> I am sharing a few of our wins. So the first one is uh, from Sonia. This is from... Uh, Elevate. She's an Elevate round two. And she said, even if LL has said it a gazillion times, pinky side of the hand on the handle, I'm really seeing it everywhere now. And how it immediately connects people's arms and my own to their backs. Bloody brilliant. I didn't say it with the accent. Uh, <laughs> and it's in so many of the exercises too, but it took me a lot of time and exploration to find it. 
feel it and experience it myself before being able to pass it on. Really loving this journey. Sonia, I'm loving you on the journey. Heck yeah. Olivia, also in round two, said, I pitched the idea of Joe's gym class to some of my clients this week. They really loved the idea and were actually so excited. I finally realized that I didn't need to be so scared to teach it with my in-person clients. Just because they're not teachers doesn't mean that they don't have the same client instructor trust that we all have. Starting up in a few weeks. Yay. Hey, Go congrats, Olivia. Olivia. That's amazing. Everybody should be doing Joe's gyms. It makes your clients even get more out of a group class. I yeah, love it. I 100%. love it. UK Claire, you guys. I'm We're so going to be excited. seeing her We're in see like a couple days. We're also going to see Sonia in Leeds. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So, um, so UK Claire said, my editor came back a day early with her initial evaluation. My tummy flipped and I thought that it meant it needed a huge overhaul. Okay, what she's talking about is she's writing a book. Yeah, well, okay. I, well, she's written a book. I was wrong. It actually meant that she was really impressed with it and thinks it. Um, I made my point clear. Wow, now it feels more real. I actually wrote a book and someone read it and liked it. Cool. Uh, side note, uh, Jake Kelfer is who yeah. she did the book with. So if you did his po- listen to his podcast and you're like, I don't know if I should write a book. She did it. And, and since she since did it. Since the and- pod. And two up and uh, and the podcast, two other agency members have signed up to write a book with Jake. Yeah, so it's only Phenomenal. been like two months. I know, three months or whatever, and now we got books happening, y'all. I know, so exciting, so kicking ass. And Jake. by the way, Claire started writing this at the beginning of this year, and her book's going to be out this year. Like, wow. it happens so fast. Her second win is when uh, we are on our way to our dream cottage in Scotland for two weeks, and last night I found a one, five, and ten year plan I wrote on May twenty fifth. 2021. Okay. Two years ago. Yep. First on the first on one year list was we have our dream cottage in Scotland. And we had a bump in the road last year. We lost a house, but that's not the house that was meant for us. This cottage 100% is. I'd written a vision for a traditional cottage in a village with hills and a, a river and the sea. The house last year had one of those. This cottage has all of them. Y'all, fucking write your wins down. Fight your wants, cool. Write your wants down and then go for it. So this is, so I, every Friday I share several wins from people um, in the community. I share one of mine. And as you can see, some of these are like really big. Some of these have taken a long time. And some of these are just as simple as like, aha, <laughs> and I love sharing these because it's so important to me that we start to see evidence for things that we are actually doing in this planet and this yeah. world, because that is how confidence is built. So thanks for letting me take over the audience question to share some wins. I'll be back tomorrow with a bunch more. <laughs> loves it's here opc summer camp you know that thing we started last year well we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world which means all day long you can nerd out with me at camp zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot no you can have the amazing food in your own home you can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for in fact you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money in fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got Reformer. We've got some happy hip Reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers, and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! Okay, now let's talk about Krista St. Germain. Uh, Krista St. Germain is a widow and grief expert who has turned her own devastating loss into a strategy for growth. Krista now helps others navigate through their own grief and trauma as a coach and a podcast host. 
Um, yeah. We already kind of mentioned it at the top of the show here, y'all. But I was like listening as I was listening. Like I'm working and I'm listening. And, and like Leslie's like, hey, cool. So we're going to dig into grief today. And she's like, yeah, you know, I'm a grief expert. I was like, okay, great. That's so good. And then like two sentences into the pod, I was like, I'm sorry, what? I can't even work. I have to listen to the entire thing now. So it definitely, <laughs> it's a, you know, grabs your attention. Um, it's, it's a really sad story. It's a really sad story. It, it does require, like, it's such a hard story because I feel like it is so unique to her, but also every single one of you who have listened knows someone who's gone through something, if not yourself. Yeah. And as she was talking, I was thinking about all the different people I know in my life at that moment who are really str were struggling with grief. And I could see why some of them were struggling more than others, just based on what we tell people. Oh, time heals all wounds. Right. You're never given more than God thinks you can handle. <laughs> like, right. All these things. I'm like, who, who thought that this? Like, do you hear that? Do you want to be told that? Anyways, I, like I said earlier at the top of the show, I have literally sent her whole podcast out and I'm like, oh, she's got a quiz. She has a quiz, y'all. If you are unsure what you need, you can take a grief quiz with her and she'll be like, Here's all the episodes that are related to the grief you're in right now, which I think is phenomenal because that's cool. Yeah, you don't might not even know what you need, you know. So, anyways, yeah. um, one of our uh, friends' um, little little one went through a really shocking loss, and I didn't want to pry, and it was, they were just like, "Hey, does anyone have anything for children going through grief?" And I followed up with her today, like this weekend, and I just was like, "Hey, I just want to check on you and your daughter, like." How are you guys doing? I know you're like working and everything. And she told me what happened. And I, it was so great to not, not have to say, I'm so sorry. I could just say, that's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and I could inquire about bringing her some things and not overwhelming her on the summer vacation. So it just felt really good to not feel like, okay, I'll just say, I'm so sorry. That sucks. You know, like it, it felt good. Um, not that it's about me, but. <laughs> But no, you don't know what to I do mean, about people you love when they're going through this and you're like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, she basically, you know, you will fail if you try to make it better with words. And that's kind of what Krista was talking about. Yeah. One of, one of the things. Well, speaking of what I loved. That Leslie don't loved. Don't try to make it better with words. I thought we were already there. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, well, we transitioned without realizing um, it. I also just, I'm so good at transitions. <laughs> Um, I also really, like she said, we need to cut ourselves a break. We won't always say the right thing. Mm. And I think that that is really hard for a lot of people listening. My hello, my perfectionists and overachievers who just want to like be amazing with the casseroles. Um, speaking of, there's another episode. Don't bring fucking casseroles, <laughs> uh, coming up. But like, uh, it's, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna step on the words. You're not gonna, you're gonna regret some things you said and it's, and words don't actually make it better. So, um, she, um, so I don't know that we need to like put these in your head, but they're in a better place is not something you need to say. Um, at least they're no longer suffering, like all that stuff. Uh, I understand why we say it. And I even have like heard it in my head when people have gone through it without saying the words. And it's like, why are these like the earworms that are going on? So well, I think, I think the natural inclination is to commiserate. But yeah. we might not actually be able to mm -mm. understand what they're going through because we may not have experienced something like that. And then we come up with something that like, I don't know, maybe we heard it at church or whatever. And that's, 
you know, it sounds like it could be helpful, but actually it's minimizing what they're going through. Yeah. You know, and we're not t- trying to minimize, but you know, like, well, and speaking of, like she said, it's been, but she, what also said is that what people grieving need is for another person to not feel discomfort with their emotions. Like, like mm. we need to, we need to not commiserate with them because they actually are going to feel like they have to take care of your emotions. There was this woman that I went to an That's event true. and, um, she was a therapist and she was bringing people up on the stage and they were sharing, you know, they're asking a question to get some support from her. And she said, before she brought anyone up, she said, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to bring some people up and they're going to share some things that you're going to want to like apologize for, commiserate with them. You're going to see them in the bathroom and you want to go, I'm sorry for what happened to you. And she says, you are not allowed to say that because the answer, the response that we are trained when we are children growing up to, I'm sorry is it's okay. Right. It's, and it's not it's obviously okay. not okay. And so she was like, you can say thank you for sharing your story, but you are not allowed to say, I'm so sorry. So, well, I, I love, I love, I mean, she wrapped that whole section up with saying like, like the reality is they just want to be seen. Mm-hmm. And, but what does that actually mean? Like, I just want to be seen, right? They don't want you to go to. Well, I think what happens is we avoid, if we don't want to say, we just stop reaching out and yeah. like that makes them feel isolated. Oh yeah. And, um, and so being seen is like, I think just showing up and dropping things off. And if it wasn't helpful, okay. Like, you know, you don't have to actually like knock on the door and get answered. You could leave things or, you know, you can try and think of, uh, someone else I was talking to, you know, somebody just picked her kids up from school, just did it. Didn't ask, can I pick your kids up from school? Was like, hey, I'm picking up the kids this week. I'm taking care of yours. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> you right. know, like didn't kidnap them. But like being seen as like anticipating people's needs. If you're a mom and the person who lost someone's a mom, what put yourself in those shoes. What what would you go, fuck, who's going to do that? And like, yeah. do, like that's I mean, the casserole can be that. Yeah. But, but, I, but I also think that that's like, I think that the bigger picture here is that Someone dropping off a casserole isn't the end of this story. Also, it shouldn't be. You also walk the dog. They have yeah, a I mean, dog. Or, you know, there's a million different things that you can do. But so, but I think when you're when you're actually in the moment and you're speaking with them, the you know, like sitting sitting there and just being there mm-hmm. is really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't have to say anything. I actually think not you just saying say, anything. I love and, you. And being in that space and saying that and like holding, like just being there. Holding is, their hand. Yes. Uh, uh, all of the things. So being seen is what they want and and you can see people in different ways and it's yeah. not with words. Yeah. Anyways, what did, what did you love? <laughs> it's such a weird thing. So what did you love about the death? Yeah. What did you love about this grief journey? <laughs> Um, and listening to her story, um, I, I felt like, uh, the permission that she gave, uh, that feelings are okay is really important. Mm -hmm. And I know you all have heard me talk about my divorce before, but that was like the biggest, saddest, like grief moment in my world and, uh, that I've ever had in my life. And so I always relate back to, like, I think back to that moment for me. And it was really interesting to listen to the second half of the interview where she was talking about, um, 
the overwhelming feelings. I mean, I was just talking about this with my dad, um, not even a month ago, their dog, you know, they had to put their dog down. He was too old and his legs weren't working and he, he couldn't walk. And, um, so, you know, it was that time and you know how much we all get attached to our pets. We love them like they're family. They are family. And for the very first time in my life, I actually had a moment with my dad where it was like truly emotional. And he said, I asked him, I said, you know, how are you feeling about, you know, the dog not being there? And he said, well, it's really weird. And I look around the house and I see things that I expect there to be the dog. And he's not there. I mean, they had him for 13 years, you know. And he said, it's it's caused a lot of, like, emotions to well up that I don't even expect them. And they just happen. I think, like, Christy even brought that up. Yeah, she did. I mean, like, even though she knew it was gone, there was just, like, certain places she expected him to be. Yeah, like, There's in the, certain routines. In bed, like, or she mentioned the garage door going up and expecting it to be him pulling in. Yeah. You know, but, but what I thought was unbelievably helpful with that, specifically that, is that she said our brain has expectations which I find so funny because it's, it's so it makes so much sense. I I believe that all life is managed based on expectations, and the way we communicate our expectations will allow life to be amazing or shitty. Uh, but your brain has expectations too, which I thought was like, oh, I didn't even realize that. When she heard the garage door up open for a long time, I don't know how long they were married. Uh, what was it was almost always probably her husband coming home, right? So she said, you need to effectively be reprogrammed or rope re, or be mm-hmm. intentionally reprogramming your brain to, or, you, you know, until that reprogramming happens, yes, you will naturally associate that with the expectation of this thing, wh- whether it's rolling over and your spouse is on the other side of the bed or, uh, and when you realize that that's not reality, what happens? You become an emo- emotional. That's just natural. She said, your brain, you need to, you, it will reprogram over time. She said, it just simply takes time. I mean, how many times did the garage door open? Yeah. You know, how long will it take for it to open and not be associated with the, her husband coming home? Yeah. I love this. I know it's in your notes, but she says broken heart syndrome is real. Mm. Where the heart actually aches. Yeah. I um, I didn't look that up, but I, mm. I'm... Uh, so it's uh, the broken heart is not reflective of what is wrong with you. It's just grief impacts people differently. So like, I think it's so interesting. Some people feel grief so intensely in the beginning. Some people don't even feel it at the beginning, but then all of a sudden they feel it later. Right. And I, I think that they, it's, Im, it's important to know that you are allowed to process the grief however you want. And people don't let people tell you that you aren't or aren't, you are grieving too much. You're grieving too little. You should be taking a break. Like you do need to, you need to listen I, to I your do body. Want, I do want to amend that statement. You're allowed to process the grief any way that you want. That yeah. isn't self-destructive. Oh yeah. yeah. If, 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 it, if you're finding yourself in a self-destructive mode, then it's absolutely time to seek help. Yeah. Right. And I think, you know, it was, 
for me, the self-destruction was drinking. Mm-hmm. I would come home and drink until I would go to sleep. And, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, there came a point where I was having a hard time at work. It was affecting my, my you know, me functioning in the rest of my life and I could no longer hide it. And I also felt like absolute shit. Yeah. And I realized like, okay, I have a choice to make here, you know, but um, it's also, you might not realize that you're in self-destructive mode. Well, she said, this is where compassion to ourselves is important. Focusing on the basics of self-care, which we should be celebrated. Hi, thanks for my celebrations. Um, did we eat today? Did I shower today? Again, my overachievers and perfectionists, like we have got to understand that like, what? I mean, like my girlfriend just had a baby and that was like, I was like, did you eat today? <laughs> did you shower today? Like, <laughs> but like, I think it's, um, I think we put these high expectations on ourselves, even in a grief process. Like I should be over this now. Right. You know, I see, I see different posts, like even, um, she mentioned the one year mark. Oh, my people well, have this expectation that I'll be better. I know. And like, I, I saw this in my mom. She was like putting this pressure. Like it's been two years and I thought I'd be easier. And it's like, what? It's not a race. There's not like a, like turn on the time clock and like it's ding, timer's over, dinner's right. ready and you're grief free. <laughs> right. It doesn't work like that. And so I thought like, I love, I love that she's like focused on the basics of self care because like we should always be doing that. And especially in that time. And if you can, if you can be compassionate to yourself in grief, mm. what a muscle you can have afterwards. Well, that's why I love the permission that she gave of feelings are okay. Mm-hmm. Because that the two year mark where, you know, your, your mom's dad passed away mm-hmm. and you know, they lived next door to each other. So like, it was like part of her, her entire life. He's literally there. And, and also mom a couple of years before that. Right. And, uh, uh, so the two year mark, there's no magic like thing. Right. And so, but if you know, that the feelings are okay. It's okay to have the feelings and they're actually normal and they're natural and they're part of you, uh, you know, moving through this experience. Um, you know, I just thought it was a really, really amazing permission. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, wow. so like you said, don't be, don't beat yourself up if you're like, like how come I'm not over this already or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? I think so. I, my, Krista, shout out to you and the work that you're doing for yeah. so many because, my goodness, we weren't taught this in school. No. No, <laughs> we were not. Uh, although I, we did learn about the five stages of grief, with, which I promptly forgot. So, anyway. Well, people can listen to her tell them, and that's fine because that's why we have the interview and the recap. We, no, no, <laughs> I meant in school when I was growing oh. up. That's all I learned about grief. Like, I just knew Anger. there were stages, but I didn't really know what they were you I know don't, did she even bring up if those were good or not like no she said they don't matter yeah <laughs> yeah i mean like she did bring them up or I you brought remember, them up like, i think anger yeah <laughs> yeah i i just know that that um you know time is the natural healer except for you don't say that do no. not say that you just <laughs> chris no said don't it say that for to us to be educated but you don't say it to someone who's grieving <laughs> Yeah, I just felt, I just know for me, it was, that's my, my personal experience is, you know, with my, um, I remember thinking about my ex every single day, whether I wanted to or not, something would happen where I would think of her. And I was, at first it was 
really like emotional and it would send me down this path. And then I got frustrated with myself actually that I was still thinking about her. Why I'm, I'm, I'm like ready to move past this, you know? And then, and then I, I can't even pinpoint the day that it just stopped happening and I was living my life. And then one day I was like, Oh shit. I just realized that I haven't, had that recurring thought cycle in a, I, I, a month uh, or okay. three it months was, or something like that. It was because of me. I stepped into your life. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that solved it, y'all. Just marry Leslie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just, I just, I just, I just, I just handle grief with humor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my wife. I love you. I love you. Um, <laughs> And we'll be right back. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality, and that's why for three years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you wanna replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T, check it out. All right, now let's talk about those be it action items. What bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items can we take away from your combo with Krista St. Germain? I mean, I guess you're going first. Sure. Actually, I, I love this because I, I was so intrigued by this uh, that I looked it up and I started reading all about did it. Did you do it? I did it. I, in fact, I've been doing it, and we'll talk about it. So tapping, right? So it's called e, um, EFT, Emotional Freedom Tapping. And I didn't realize it, but I just was naturally doing it to my own body. Um, in fact, I've probably done it my whole life. Like if I feel like, uh, like you, you know, sometimes I just tap on my leg. You actually do N-E-A-T. Everyone can listen to a Huberman talk about it for 17 hours. But it's this like thing, <laughs> at least. No, uh, but, but, but even, I, don't know, I don't know what the difference is between the two. But the EFT part, I 
didn't so I looked it up. There are a handful of pressure points that are acupressure points. One is the hand, the bottom of the hand, so like a karate chop, mm-hmm. uh, right? One uh, that is on the side of your head, mm-hmm. your eyebrows underneath your eyes, and then also your chin, and and then also I think like right up at the crown of your head or whatever. So what what I I wasn't necessarily tapping, but what I have done my whole life is I've pushed, I've just pressed in on my eyebrows for like five seconds until a re- release happens, mm. right? And I, I didn't realize, I do but this. you naturally I do it all body. the time on my chin. Yeah. I, I still do it all the time there's, on my there's chin. There's reasons why we don't have the same office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, tapping. Yeah. So she said she's a big proponent of it, EFT, emotional freedom tapping. And it's it's uh, what what she said about it, which I thought was really um, cool, was it's twofold. For, you know, you mentioned first off that, that – uh, grief is released through well, motion, movement. Trauma leaves the body through movement. Trauma, yes. trauma sorry. Mm-hmm. Trauma leaves the body through movement. And then she said, and while we were doing it uh, with, because she's got a daughter, and she said she would sit there and she would, you know, like together they would tap and she would say, it's okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And she said when you tapped, uh, when you tap on these, uh, these acupressure points, it actually like, a, literally sends like a release through your system. Your mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I've, I've I've totally experienced that. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, so if if you're struggling with grief, definitely look into EFT. And she said there's a tapping solution app. Yeah, that's she also my, mentioned that's an my takeaway. Right. So she's not yeah. affiliated with it, but she loves their work. Um, it's super great for beginners. You know, I'm already thinking I have to send this to my friend. Um, and you can download it and pay for it. So um, she. Um, actually used to do it with nightmares for her children when they were young. So they were already right. like ready to go. So parents, you can just start them tapping now in case they need to use it as a tool. Um, and like you said, you can feel your whole body relax. So yeah, she said it makes you feel safe. Um, it reduces your cortisol level. You can literally feel your body relax. Yeah. You guys tap away, tap away, tap, tap, tap. Um, I think there's a, a, a sweetie song tap, tap, tap in anyways. That's where my brain went. Uh, you guys, I'm Leslie Logan. And I'm Brad Kroll. Uh, this is not the last time we'll talk about grief. If you really enjoyed this conversation, please let us know so we can bring Krista back or uh, bring in more experts on this because, my goodness, how does like how can grief like really, truly make make it feel like you're not able to be it till you see it? That's why I really want to bring her on. So let me know. Um, let us know how this helped you. Let us know what this allowed you to do, what permission it gave you, and if you tried this uh, tapping um, technique. And... Uh, DM the Be It Pod, tag Krista, and until next time, be it till you see it. Bye for now. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review. And follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of the Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. It is produced and edited by the Epic Team at Desenio. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to Melissa Solomon for creating our visuals and Samena Velazquez for our transcriptions. Also to Angelina Herrico for adding all the content to our website. And finally to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. (laughs) 
Pilates, Contrology, um, I forgot to look it up, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll get you the link. There'll be a link to that in the show notes. I think uh, it's PilatesContrologyConference.com. I think that's what it is. PilatesContrologyConference.com. Let's see what happens there. Nope, that's not it. Conference uh. Contrology. <laughs> it's going to be in the show notes, guys. Do not ContrologyPilatesConference.com. Oh. We just flipped it, you know. All I words. mean, sometimes I'm word dyslexic. Is that a thing? All right, audience, question averted. Um, well, no, we replaced it with something else. I know. I was being silly. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ad, ad break. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So funny. Not really. So, all right, we're going to move on to those be it action items. One second. All right. Get a drink. Okay. My biggest takeaway, um, you know, I'm, of course I would like this because it has to do with movement. I'm just into it. So Wait, hold on. They what? don't know what we're talking about yet. The be it action items. Yeah, we didn't introduce that section yet. So oh, you have that, to actually you... read that part. Oh. <laughs> I was drinking a beer. <laughs> I can't do that while oh, we're live. I skipped all the so, way ahead. So sorry. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. We're good. All right, my coffee lovers, I got something for you. And I know most of you are coffee lovers because if you're listening to this, you have lots of things you're doing and coffee is something that you are taking with you everywhere you go. In fact, I know the Plaza instructors around here are taking coffee, kombucha, tea, and water into every class that they take. So this one is amazing because this is Pure Cafe Bold. They have two options for you. They've got black coffee and then they've got a caramel coffee latte, which is amazing. And here's why it's amazing. It's pre-brewed. So it comes in this amazing little packet and you can actually just take the packet into your office, your work on a plane like we've been doing. And then you pour hot water in and boom, you've got coffee. And this coffee actually has some amazing stuff. It's not just regular coffee. This coffee supports your immune system. It boosts cognitive function, increases stamina, it reduces stress, and it has cordyceps. And what are cordyceps, you ask? Oh, that's right, Brad's here. Nature's powerful secret energizer, a rare species of fungi, cordyceps is renowned for its invigorating properties and centuries old use in traditional medicine packed with essential nutrients. This natural adaptogen boosts stamina and supports overall well-being. And seriously, it's actually super simple to make. Leslie and I have taken it camping. Yeah. I'll use it in the afternoon. We're taking it everywhere because I'm tired of conferences and different hotels having burnt coffee. It's a thousand times better than the terrible coffee that you get on an airplane. And the black coffee is like less than a dollar a packet. So it's like, it's really kind of amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the caramel myself. He the does caramel like has it. a little bit of, uh, of milk in it. So. It has some dairy. So my dairy free peeps, you, you can't do the caramel, but you can do the black, right? Yeah. The black coffee is vegan, keto, gluten-free, non-GMO, nut-free, dairy-free, fat-free, and CGMP compliant. All right. So here's the deal. You need to go to beitpod.com slash coffee, B-E-I-T-P-O-D.com slash coffee. And when you do that, you are going to be able to get some amazing coffee that we're loving. You can buy it as a one-time purchase, or you can actually get it as a subscription. There's even family packs. So if you know that you've got a lot of coffee drinkers in your household, this is amazing. And it's honestly cheaper than all the coffees we've been making at home. So we are so excited. I hope you are. Go to beatpod.com slash coffee. And, you know, cheers to you and I. Every morning, we'll be drinking the same coffee together. Woo!